Greetings, guys and gals. Join me here at Success Over Stress, where the goal is to strengthen strategies that will defeat doubt, cure complacency, and strangle stress. I'm on the road to a healthier, happier, and stress-controlled life by taking control of my financial situation. With the right direction, so can you. Howdy, 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 guys and gals. This is Eric. It is January 27th, 2021, and I have my toenails painted. Yep, that's what my daughter decided to do for me about a week ago. And um, you know what? The, this uh, this toenail polish is not the kitty polish she used to have when she was one year, uh, uh, one or two years old. This is some good... It's some good polish. I mean, it's it's lasting. It's it's staying on there. But anyway, I can't tell you about the value of toenail polish, but I can tell you a little bit about the value of properties. And this is something that I, I learned a little bit of a lesson in recently. Not quite the hard knocks because I didn't have a poor experience. Most of the properties that I've bought over the years, like I said, I, you know, I buy them with cash. I fix them up. And then I rent them out. So I've probably made all the money back on my properties at this point in time. Uh, once over, maybe, yeah, probably once over. But um, what what I ran into most recently was a gentleman was trying to sell a property. It's an off-market listing. He called me. He said, hey, I got this property uh, potentially for sale. You can go take a look at it and tell me what you think. And I went and took a look at it. Told him what I thought. Turns out what I thought was um, not in alignment with what he thought. Now, we're only off by maybe 10 grand or so, but 10 grand is 10 grand. And, um, you know, I just can't go up any higher. He doesn't feel like he can go any lower. So I really needed to understand. And I'm working on this book by Chris Voss. It's uh, Never Split the Difference, right? So I'm constantly reading this book and, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm saying, how can we come to a mutual Understanding how can we come to this mutual commonplace where we both get what we want? I want the property at a fair price. He wants to sell the property, and he wants to get a fair price for it. So we're looking at things, and and the gentleman tells me that he thinks the property should be worth uh, aftermarket value. It should sell for approximately one hundred ten dollars per square foot. And I'm looking at things, and I'm saying, yeah, it's probably going to sell for about thirty. $33 per square foot. So we're way off. We're way off. Now, once again, we're not far off the margin uh, from each other in terms of um, actually what we want to settle on at a sales price, but um, how we figure our re after repair value or our market value is, is way different. And gosh, man, this, this just threw me a full loop because I've you know, dealt with 12, 13, 14 houses at this point. Now, that's not a lot, but I haven't many times had an issue where I wasn't able to um, at least understand where the potential seller was coming from. Now, granted, a lot of times I'll usually use Zillow or Redfin or something like that to help come up with the uh, after repair value. But just in, uh, just in a little bit of the review 
and talking with investors and um, some internet searching about appraisals or about comps got me to the understanding that comps are really based on what you want to do with the property. So uh, especially if the property is not as is. Now, if it's as is, if it's already if it's already in a state and you want to find out what it's worth in that state, that's a lot easier. Right. Um, but if you're trying to figure out what the after repair value is after you do some repairs, then your after repair value, if you put granite countertops and all this kind of stuff, all the upgrades like this gentleman was talking about doing, it's going to be higher than the after repair value that I do when I put in some basic amenities and some uh, some basic appliances, some, you know, I white wall the whole thing uh, from Lowe's, right? Yeah, I'm getting it rent ready. So I'm trying to get it to a level of after repair value where it may be worth 50 grand. Well, the upgrades that he's thinking about putting into it is it's going to get it to a level where it's market ready or it's turnkey ready where somebody can just buy the property, walk into it, enjoy the mess out of it. Right. So he's thinking about putting all that kind of money into it and it's going to be worth maybe a hundred grand. So when I go to him and I say, hey, Mr. Such and such, you know, it looks like the after repair value on this thing is going to be about fifty thousand dollars. I need to take off 20 percent off top for an investor fee and then I need to take off the repair cost of 20 grand. And so now we're coming up with whatever my number is. You know, it was 15 or 20,000, whatever it was. And he says, no, 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 sir. No, sir. The after repair value on this property is going to be $100,000. Now you can take off your 20% off the top of that and you can figure the repair cost of 50 grand or so. I need about 35, 40 grand for this house. I said, whoa, I said, whoa, we're off, man. I said, we're way off. And um, so, like I said, in talking with some investors and, you know, I was actually able to reach out to uh, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan. And uh, I think he's with JB2 Real Estate. Uh, that's his Twitter handle, and my buddy Larry Larry Russell um, with RKI Russell Kingdom Investments. Um, they they helped me understand that, yeah. Once again, it's it's really based on what you want to do with the property, and the the comps we call them comps is short for comparable sales. Uh, typically, you know, you're looking for a number of comparable sales, three to five, let's say. Um, but they want to be within the last three or so months because that really captures the current market. What's going on with the current market? Uh, you know, you figure this current quarter, um, and then you want to look as far out as a mile. So you're trying to find other properties that are similar in design, features, uh, interior, exterior. Uh, so you're also looking at number of beds, number of baths, size of the building. So that's square footage, size of a lot, that's acreage. Uh, you're looking at the year the property was built. You're looking at, like I said, the interior features, whether it's hardwood, whether it's laminate, whether it's linoleum, carpet. Does it have HVAC? Does it have um, baseboard heaters? So you want to find properties that are like really similar in alignment. And whatever those properties sold for, you can figure that if you make your property like that, your property will be worth similar to that. Now, once again, if you are going to repair your property to that standard, that's what you're looking at as your after repair value. Um, 
if you're going to repair your property to the standard of another property within that same mile radius, but it's a lot nicer, granite countertops, new windows, da da da, then your after repair value will be higher. But granted, you have to put more money into it. You have to do more repair work. So um, keeping that in mind, just want to make sure that when you do go into like negotiations or uh, figuring out what your uh, after repair value is going to be, that you base it on some solid numbers. And then also when it comes time to if you're going to do a refinance or if you're going to do any uh, bank leveraging or that kind of a thing, they're going to want to do an appraisal, which will be similar. Um, and they'll do the same thing and they'll figure out what the value of the house should be based on the um, based on the houses that have sold. And let's keep in mind, though, we don't necessarily want to use comparable sales as for properties that have not yet sold. Right. If the property is listed for, say, the same house that I'm looking at. If there's properties in the neighborhood that are listed for 150000 but they haven't sold, then don't come telling me that this property is going to be worth $150,000 because it hasn't sold, so we don't know that people are going to pay that much for it. Um, all in all, though, like I said, it was a lesson learned for me and um, something I can definitely utilize in the future, but it also makes it makes it a little bit more cumbersome too because once again if you have a if you have an off-market listing and the owner sees that houses in the neighborhood have sold for say it's a, it's a rundown neighborhood and most of the houses are selling for 35 or 40 thousand dollars which is the case here but then you have a few properties within the surrounding mile radius that have sold for eighty or ninety thousand dollars, which was the case here. So once the owner sees that, and, and the, the owner's a smart owner, right? I mean, he's um, he's he knows real estate. Um, he's he's an investor, and he do obviously he knew more than I did, and uh, and he said, well, no, 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 you can get you can get this much for this house if you fix it up like this. And I said, well, I don't plan on fixing it up like that. I'm a buy and hold investor. I'm going to fix it up and rent it out. And he said, well, that's cool and all, but if you fix it up like this, you can get this much for it. So I'm not letting it go for any less than this because I know that you can get this much for it if you fix it up like this. The only other problem I see with uh, scenarios like that is what's the market, right? Um... If you're in a neighborhood that has 80% of the houses that are worth $40,000 and you have two or three or seven houses scattered through that mile radius that have sold for 100,000, you know, that are worth 100,000. Okay, well, how many people really want to move into a $40,000 neighborhood with a $100,000 house? Right? Um how many people move into a, and I mean, I know everybody likes nice stuff, but how many people move into a neighborhood that generally has uh, features like uh, laminate countertops and um, laminate floors? How many people move into those neighborhoods expecting that they're going to get granite countertops and hardwood floors and that kind of thing? You know, they don't typically 
I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying that if they're looking for those types of things then, um, and they're willing to pay more money, then they may be willing to um, look in a different area as well because you can get a similar $100,000 house in an upgraded area, but it just not be the best house on the block. And once again, guys, we're talking about real estate. You know you shouldn't be buying the best house on the block. I mean, that's that's real estate 101. But anyway, that's not how people buy when they buy for houses to live in forever. They buy the house that they want. They buy the house that emotionally speaks to them. So I don't have much more for you. I wish I did. I'm going off the cuff on this one. So I wrote a little bit, but um, I just want to talk to you from the heart because, like I said, this is something that I'm actually going through right now and I learned a lot from it. But, um, oh, one of the things I did want to put on, um, make make mention of was that the MLS, MLS can be a great source. And a lot of people don't have access to the MLS unless you're in the pocket with an invest, uh, a realtor or somebody who has access to the MLS. But the MLS can be a great source to gather information because it's a compilation, a, a huge data set, data set that can um, get all those small bits and pieces of information that are useful in a and like a, an audit, a, um, a CMA, um, comparable market analysis, right? Um, so when I look at Zillow or when I drive by somebody's house, I can see what the exterior, I can see what the siding looks like. I can see what the foundation looks like, if it's slab or if it's crawl space, see if it's got new windows, that kind of thing, paved driveway. But I don't know what the floors look like. I don't know what the if there's new kitchen cabinets. I don't know... Um, if the bathroom's been upgraded, if it's got new light fixtures, ceiling fans, I don't know any of that stuff. Um, HVAC, you might not be able to see that from the front of the house. So like I said, the MLS can be a great source when it comes to that. And that's why, you know, realtors get, um, get pats on the back because they do have access to, uh, great information that's useful in, uh, real estate, whether it's buying or selling. So this is Eric. I'm out. Oh, and if you got anything you want to add to this, be sure to hit me up at eric.garland at garlandrentalsllc.com. I'm out. Peace.